Hello and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddie Dobbs. Right, this week's episode is almost, almost all about Motoguzzi. And that's because I recently posted a video on YouTube with a review of the Motoguzzi V7 III or V73 Stone from 2019. I had the bike for an afternoon to test out in Tenerife. Nice weather, dry roads, perfect opportunity to really test it to my limits. And I absolutely loved it. And it left me thinking at the end of the video, why? Why is this bike not more popular? And the only reason I could think of uh, as to why the Motoguzzi, Motoguzzi in general, but the Motoguzzi V7, why is it not more popular? The only thing I could come to think of is the marketing around Motoguzzi. Piaggio, who own Motoguzzi, they just haven't got the marketing right at all. Um, uh, and I wanted to kind of open up the floor for people. So I said, look, let me know. What are your thoughts on Motoguzzi? Why doesn't it sell in more numbers? Because the motorbike is very, very good. And the response I got was absolutely eye-opening. I It was so eye-opening, actually, that I'm going to be sharing now a few, a few different replies from people as to why they think Motoguzzi is, is not popular. Right, okay. So, let's have a look. I'm going to begin with... Right, here we go. I'm going to begin with a feed that I actually pinned to the top of YouTube. And this is this is an answer or a bit of input from Motoguzzi that is one of my favorites. Here we go. And I'm quoting here. Freddie, the simple answer to your confusion is that the Italians are too hard-headed to listen to others' suggestions. Over here in the US, there are few company representatives to handle people's problems, not to mention trying to get parts in of any kind in a timely matter. And this was pre-COVID. So imagine the nightmare in which you will deal with today. It's really a shame it's their beautiful machines. We good see guys over here, I own two, say that these bikes are the best kept secret. Once the heads are retorked two times, these machines are virtually bulletproof. But a lack of dealerships are also a main problem for Motoguzzi over here. And there are many reasons for this, all of which the company is aware of and should be aware of by, by now. But they simply don't give a damn. And that is why people buy other bikes. Good dealerships sponsoring your products, access of parts and mechanics to work on your bikes are the three main keys to successful company or to a successful company. And that, my friend, is why you see very few Motoguzzi's here in the States. So in essence, Motoguzzi has failed us over here and received an F, uh, an F grade. Have a great day from your friend on the other side of the pond. This exact input, and bear in mind, this is an input from a Motoguzzi owner. 
an owner of two motoguzis. So this, this isn't some third party person here who just thinks, oh, I don't like motoguzis. This is coming from a motoguzi owner. And the amount of people who've got in touch with me, motoguzi owners, to say that motoguzi in Piaggio is an absolute disgrace, the way they treat their customers. It, it has absolutely blown my mind. I'm going to actually read you now. So I'm just scrolling through my phone and also checking my YouTube just to see, uh, just to see a few of the different comments. So I'm going to read a few more and then I want to give you a few of my thoughts after having read really over the past three or four days, a lot of these interesting bits of insight from Motoguzzi uh, owners. So, uh, and I'm quoting here, speaking for good sea lovers here in Seoul, Korea, there is only one showroom and therefore one official service center here in Seoul, South Korea, which is a city of 15 million. And there is practically no adverts or marketing anywhere in the Korean media. It's almost as if they're ashamed to show their faces. Of course, there are one or two independent garages that can repair uh, a more modern motor good sea. But they are always, block capital, always waiting for parts from Italy, which is a shame because they're genuinely cool bikes. This, this, I, I've had so many people saying, you know, uh, I needed, uh, I needed my motor Guzzi fixed and I had to wait three months, three months. I'll see if I can find it. But there's a Canadian, he said he needed a fairly simple part for his motor Guzzi. He had to wait in Canada three months for the parts to arrive in Canada, meaning he missed the entire motorcycling season in Canada. The entire season. So there's one year, one year of your motorcycling life gone because Moto Guzzi cannot get the parts over to Canada in a timely fashion. That's a huge problem. And that is a very, very serious problem because if I'm looking to buy a motorbike, Guess what? I actually want to ride the motorbike. That may surprise Motor Guzzi, but I do actually want to ride it and make sure that if something breaks on it, they can get the parts to me. I'm happy to wait two weeks if needed, although in all honesty, I'm not that happy to wait two weeks, but I'll, I'll let it slide for two weeks. But three months is completely, completely ridiculous. Right. I'm enjoying these. Let me carry on here. Okay, I recent, oh, now this is interesting. I think, judging by the name, this is a Dutch rider. Freddy, I recently sold my Bonneville and bought a Moto Guzzi V7 Classic, which has the spoked wheels and lots of chrome. Do I miss my, my Bonneville? Yes, but this bike has much more character and the sound coming from the stock pipes is addictive. I ride my Guzzi much more frequently than I did the Bonneville. And although not a perfect bike, if such a bike exists, I totally fell in love with riding all over again. Brilliant. I actually really do genuinely think here, and I, I wouldn't say this about any other bike, I really, really mean this. I think if you're going to be a motor good owner and have the least stressful experience possible, I really think you have to live in Europe to be able to get those parts from Italy in in you know at least a decent amount of time. I thought I think you've got to you're gonna have to be living within close proximity to Italy. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I really do think it like, it sounds like the attitude of Motor Guzzi and uh, Piaggio in general, but let's say the attitude of Motor Guzzi is that uh, someone said to me, when you buy a Motor Guzzi, Motor Guzzi act like, uh, 
you're lucky to be allowed to buy the bike. This old Italian kind of attitude where, oh, you, you should feel lucky to buy it. We, we don't have to treat you well. You're the lucky one coming into the show and being allowed to buy one of our bikes. That attitude, wow, that's an old school attitude, isn't it? You don't get too many successful automotive brands now with that kind of old school attitude, especially when they're owned by Piaggio as well. But, well, let me carry on. Freddie, I owned a V7 2 Stone, a beautiful looking and characterful bike. However, for me, performance and brakes didn't quite do it, so I moved over to a Monster 696. Uh, interesting going for more power. A few people have said that, a little bit down on power. That's personal preference because I personally, it's a microscopic amount, the Moto Guzzi V7, a microscopic amount faster than the Interceptor at 47 horsepower. Uh, I like that amount of power. Maybe I would go for 65 horsepower. That's about my sweet spot, but I found it okay. Although for a lot of people, they, they need a bit more oomph from their bikes. So that is a reason I've heard quite a few times. Right. Um, Oh, that's a fair point. Someone said, Freddie, you need to test out the Yamaha XSR 700. This bike needs to go into the mix of these, you know, th these modern classics. And I've never tried one. I need to try one of these. Okay. Oh, uh, right. Okay, yep, done that one. Okay, right. Oh, listen to this, Freddie. As someone who just came back to riding after a 16-year hiatus and bought the 2021 Moto Guzzi V7 Centenario, I can definitely relate to this. I bought this with my heart and not my brain. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me in the end. Uh, another one. I test rode both the Bonneville T120 and Interceptor 650, and I own both the Moto Guzzi V7 III Special and the new V7 850 Special. The T120 felt ponderous, much less agile than I had expected, a common complaint of the reviewing journalists. The T100 is supposedly more agile, but may be too smooth. I don't like the liquid cooling of the T120, although they did a good job hiding it. Also, there were reports of failing gearboxes on the T120s. Yeah, the Bonneville T120s, I heard this. I did hear this. So that's a fair point, which kept me away from buying. So apart from all of that, I think the Bonneville looks stunning with great attention to detail. I still think Triumph have, uh, should have uh, made the Kawasaki W800, which is closer to the original. Interesting. This person, Dutch Rider, actually says... He thinks the Kawasaki W800 is the most authentic of the modern classic motorcycles. The Kawasaki W800, very, very interesting. Uh, listen to this. This is a fair point. The, the Bonneville is made in Thailand and the Interceptor is made in India. These are two British motorcycle marks and they make their money selling the heritage. So the Bonneville is made in Thailand and the Interceptor is made in India. The W800 is made in Japan, and the Moto Guzzi V7 is made in Italy. I still value, and I'm quoting here, I still value when a product is made in the original country, especially if it has such a heritage. The V7 stone is the rebel of the two. The special is more elegant, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the V7 is not only very characterful. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Moto Guzzi 
it is assembled in i think it's milan it is genuinely built and assembled in milan yeah they may get parts from china etc etc but in all honesty you know what automotive you know operations don't nowadays but the point is it is assembled it is built in italy motor Guzzi is genuinely an italian company whereas triumph now they're built in thailand is that a problem for me for example with triumph being built in thailand and i'm sure i'm sure i'm right now some harley davidson's not being built in the usa and you can correct me if i'm wrong there but that's just top of my head how do i feel about it you know these are two brands triumph you know it's, it's as british as they come and harley davidson as american as it comes you know how would i feel if i bought one knowing that it's not been built in you know the country where you really feel like you know you really feel it comes from it should be built in uh, i i'm actually a bit on the fence with this i can't quite decide if i could have my choice yeah I, I do like the idea of it being built in the country of its origin you know like the kawasaki w800 you know built in japan you know you get that that japanese build quality you know i'm sure in thailand they'll do a brilliant job and in india they bike crazy in india i'm sure they well i know i've ridden an intercept i've ridden all of the royal enfields they do a superb job it's brilliant the indians know how to make a motorbike um but you know how would i feel for example if you know if the kawasaki w800 was built in japan when japan really is famous for absolute 100 percent reliability do you get that same feeling if a japanese bike isn't built in japan because japan are so famous for absolute absolute reliability is it uh, you know do you still get that feeling of absolute reliability if they're no longer built in japan it's a really interesting question i'm genuinely and i do mean this i'm on the fence i understand why people why big manufacturers do it from a cost point of view you know the labor costs the land costs everything in uk is absolutely astronomical if you need to buy a plot of land in the uk big enough to produce uh, tens of thousands of motorcycle a year it would be eye-watering the amount you'd need to spend plus of course you know minimum wage in the uk it's got to be close to 10 pounds now whereas i'm sure in thailand it's and this is a wild guess it's probably under a third of the price or a third of the price something like that um so i get it from a business point of view but it's a very fair point that person makes it's nice to say i own a motor good cv7 and it was built in italy I think actually, and this is for Triumph owners, in fact, it's probably for any motorbike owner, you can actually see where your motorbike was built. I think, I'll double check, I think my Bonneville was actually built in in the UK, 2010 model, I think it was built in the UK. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like that feeling. I do kind of like that feeling. Right, here we go. I continue. Uh, oh, actually, I'll come back to that in a bit. Just a couple of other things I want to get to. Um, final one I'm going to read from my phone that I screenshotted. Um, reg regarding Moto Guzzi, why don't they sell in bigger numbers, Freddie? Because the retail network is Block Capital's crap. I've just acquired my A2 license. I asked if I could test ride an A2 model Moto Guzzi. The answer? 
I can I convert the I was about to do an Italian accent that's ridiculous it's actually in England so I'll, I'll completely stop there and let me do a normal English accent the answer was and I'm quoting I convert the bike to a to only if you buy it no test drive dot 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 so I went out and bought a BMW R9T yeah I mean it's just a it's a completely recurring theme we've got here um, let me read final three. Let me just read final three. I'm on my YouTube now and I just want to see what people are saying. I haven't read these previously. You can probably tell I'm doing it a bit uh, haphazardly. So um, I would add to that, uh, I would add to that dealing with Piaggio USA for customer service warranty issues is very difficult. And I second finding a dealer mechanic in the States who actually knows motor goodsies. If you buy a motor goods in the US, plan on doing all of your own maintenance and understand the warranty. And understanding the warranty is pretty much useless. The V85 TT is a great bike in every respect, but you are on your own in a wasteland of support. Even though BMWs are outrageously expensive, least you can find support and there's good aftermarket parts see this is the thing people are willing to spend more to get a good service people will americans and you cannot ignore the american market it's gigantic so for piaggio to effectively ignore the american market it is surely it's madness surely you can't ignore the american market that's the one market you do have to crack so for piaggio to have this attitude with the American market, I think it's completely ludicrous because I have not seen one American here, and I refer to the Canadians and the USA here, one North American here who's got anything nice to say about the the, the customer service, the aftermarket service of Moto Guzzi. They say they like the bikes, but they say that the service from Moto Guzzi is an absolute disgrace. Uh, people saying, agreed that the dealer network needs expansion. The V7 is a great, price for, uh, great bike for the price. Someone else, exactly. I live in Vancouver, Canada. I have a Moto Guzzi dealer in town 20 minutes away. I had to wait three months to get parts back in 2019. The shop did fix the bike pretty quickly once the parts were in, but I lost the entire riding season. I also wished the bike had more oomph, but not at the cost of putting these gimmicky riding modes on, etc., etc. I agree with that. Moto Guzzi deserves someone else. Moto Guzzi deserves much more attention than the attention getting from the US market, period, exclamation. Uh, someone else, I have two Moto Guzzi's. One had a rear drive leak caused by a bad hub that was fixed under warranty. Luckily, they fixed it and had the parts stateside. So they had the parts in the US. Supposedly, they're trying to do better with parts. I think that they also need to advertise more. I have never seen a Moto Guzzi advert. Yeah, I agree. I've never seen a Moto Guzzi advert anywhere. They do absolutely nothing, nothing to advertise it. I have actually asked motor goods in the past can i borrow a v7 i'd love to test one out and and they are the only motorcycle manufacturer to not even reply to me and i promise you i really do promise this isn't me trying to sound big-headed like oh you know i ask for a bike and i think i deserve an answer i don't honestly it's just they're the only company to just not reply you know not even say you know sorry freddie you know we don't have a bike or you can't test them our stock levels aren't high enough no other motorcycle manufacturer has just not replied uh, and obviously i don't hold a grudge it's completely up to them i don't think i'm so special that i deserve a reply but it's just interesting that they won't reply okay right right i for now 
Shall I, yeah, I, for now, I'm going to briefly move on from Motogutsi because that is a bit of my rant over. Uh, listen to this. I had someone message me and he said, Freddie, I'm just coming back into biking. There are three motorbikes I'm looking to consider. The Royal Enfield Meteor, the Mutt, which if you're not sure about what the Mutt is, it's it's an English biking brand. They do 125s, 250 bikes. I've test ridden one. I really liked it. Royal Enfield Meteor, the Mutt GTS 250 or the Suzuki GW 250 Inazuma. Uh, and he said, Freddie, what, what would you go for? if you're just getting back into biking uh, after five years off and at 54 years old would you go for the 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 mutt the 250 cc mutt motorcycle would you go for the royal enfield or the suzuki so the suzuki inazuma it's it looks like a commuter bike you know it looks like a kind of classic 2021 Japanese commuter bike so you know it's not a stylish bike it's got some plastic on it you know it looks a bit futuristic that type of thing doesn't do anything for me personally from a an emotive point of view but I know that that will probably be the most reliable of the three and it will go on forever and it will be an extremely good bike so do you go for that in the common sense on paper, the Suzuki is the one to buy. There's absolutely no question about it. So if you're talking from common sense, you, you cannot ever go wrong with Japanese bikes. They are bulletproof. On the other hand, you go for the extremely stylish Mutt motorcycle, or actually to go for the very similarly priced, very similarly priced Royal Enfield Meteor. And that is a bike that I've been desperate to try for such a long time. I actually said to him, I think I'd go for the Royal Enfield Meteor. You know, I'm sure, I haven't checked, I'm sure the sales figures for these are going to be going through the roof. But I think that actually, if you're just looking for relaxing, you know, relaxing rides every now and again, you're not looking to break the speed limit, I think that Meteor could actually be a forever bike. I I actually want to chat about it today and show some good used examples, but I've spoken about it in the past. I just think the Meteor is a really, really good looking bike. I genuinely actually would like to own it. You know what? Let me just see how I'm doing for time. Oh, let me squeeze it in. Okay, let me just squeeze in. Uh, tell you how much, if in the UK there are any used Royal Enfield Meteors. I'm going to be very quick here because uh, I want to get on to a few more Motogutsis. Okay, Royal Enfield, can you get anything good value? Oh, I have to also tell you something while I'm looking for this. Do you remember, I have to get onto this quickly. Do you remember um, last week I said to you that, um, look, someone at MCN Motorcycle Live, or, um, motorcycle live big bike event said look freddie next year all of the semiconductor issues are going to be sorted out uh, they'll all be sorted out um, and th there'll be no supply issues and basically what this will mean is that you know all the used motorcycle prices they are going to come down in price now because the the new motorcycle market is is going to be back on its feet completely production will be you know quick again and uh, everything everything will set in be set into place effectively but someone messaged me and i won't say who it is i want to say who it is because um 
you know, they've got uh, good YouTube and Insta, but I don't want to just because they're, they're kind of in and around the industry. So I don't want to give too much away in case I'm saying something kind of confidential. But basically, this person said to me, look, Freddie, actually, I work within the semiconductor industry. There's, there's not much hope until mid 2022 of this semiconductor issue being sorted out. They said that... Um, do, 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 do. Okay, we are still struggling to get product. This is this is semiconductor products. We're still struggling to get products in, even in mid 2022. The car industry is also struggling. Um, so basically, he's saying that look, there's not any end in sight for the issues with supply of these semiconductors for motorcycles and cars. So these issues with supply are going to go on and on and on for the future for motorcycles and cars. So actually, there's probably not an end in sight. I don't think that used motorbike prices are actually going to be coming down anytime soon. And you still probably have the supply chain issues with buying brand new motorbikes as well. So that just to bear in mind, right, Royal Enfield, Meteor, cheapest one right now in the uk three thousand three hundred and eighty pounds 2021 model with 839 miles my god every time i look at these bikes i like them more and more this is a game-changing bike i hope it's doing well i feel a bit disconnected in tenerife actually i must i must get out and test one of these oh, I, I wish i wish royal enfield could send me one out to tenerife Hmm, that gives me an idea. Maybe I'll ask. Okay. Moto Guzzi. Right. This, I've kind of, I may have scared you off now, Moto Guzzi, especially if you're an American. But they do some superb bikes. If I go on to Auto Trader right now and I look at Moto Guzzi, you see how many really amazing motorbikes they are. It almost reminds me a bit of um, Lancia the American car company, you know, that they, they were always plagued with kind of a reputation of not being reliable, rusting away, although to be fair to Moto Guzzi, I'm sure there's no rust issues, but they were plagued with reliability issues, the, uh, the Lancia. But they made some mind-blowingly good cars, the best rally cars, brilliant cars, and Moto Guzzi, you know, they still got this reputation that they can't shake of a lack of reliability. My uncle said to me, he bought a Moto Guzzi in the early 90s, I think it was, and it was so unreliable and poorly made that two weeks after he bought it, or even a week after he bought it, he actually had to demand the dealer from London bought it back off him. It was that atrociously made in back in 1990. So the dealer basically bought it back off him. I think he went out and got a Honda Blackbird instead because he just thought, right, I'm not taking a risk with this. It's just not worth it. A, a motorbike, guess what? It has to actually be some transport you can get around on. Um, that's probably why the Japanese bikes are so popular because they do a damn good job of doing what they're meant to do and that's getting you from A to B. But it got me thinking, what can I get? What can I get as a used proposition from Moto Guzzi? Because, look, if I, I don't even know where I live now, I guess I kind of live in the UK or Spain. Let's just say I live in Europe. I should be okay for supply issues, surely. I mean, th there always used to be this joke with Italian motorcycle brands that um, just pray that your Italian bike doesn't break down in the summer because, because that's when they're off into the mountains. That's when all the locals in Italy, they leave their 
their normal places of work and they head off into the cool mountains in Italy. So if, you, if your bike breaks down in the summer, if your Italian bike breaks down, that's it. You've had it. It's not getting repaired until at the end of summer, August. But but surely things aren't that bad now. Surely that's just, uh, you know, that's just a kind of hangover from the past. So let me have a look at what I can find. And when I start looking, when I start looking on Auto Trader at Moto Guzzi's, I realize how many stunning bikes they've made. And, and you know, I'll be completely honest with you, bikes I've never heard of. I've never heard of them at all, but I absolutely love them. I'm looking here, they come in. The cheapest Guzzi, Guzzi online right now, 2,650 pounds. I'm looking at a Moto Guzzi Breva, 750cc, 48 horsepower. It's actually incredible how little horsepower they get out of these bikes. It looks, it just looks so, so nice. It really does. I don't even know what to call it. It's like way too good to call it some kind of commuter. It's like a great looking naked modernish bike that's almost 20 years old with a circular headlight. Never seen one in my life, but it, it looks all day comfort. I want to buy it. I do. And then I move on. I've got here. Ooh, this is nice. This is an 1100 Breva. Moto Guzzi. 1100 Breva from 2005 it's 3200 pounds it looks really really good really good you know it's got that shaft drive it's got the singular headlight it looks really muscular this bike it's you know an 1100 cc with just 17,000 miles no sorry 19,000 it's got 19,000 miles 1100 cc motorbike that looks completely immaculate and it's only 3200 pounds i think that's brilliant value for such a good looking bike that i've never heard of i i really really want one i'm, I'm coming up to, okay i don't have much time left i want to do two final bikes here okay i'm going to go to page two two final bikes and then i wrap it up Oh, I'm glad this came up. Moto Guzzi California. I've had quite a few California owners message me. They really like their bikes. These from owners get good reviews, actually. Moto Guzzi California, 1995 model. I've checked a review earlier today. These apparently, you know, they, they can be spoken about in the same breath as the best cruisers. They've got a good reputation, these. Moto Guzzi California. Of course, they never sold in big numbers because, look, an Italian cruiser probably won't ever sell in big numbers, but it looks... It looks good. I really like it. It's a thousand cc. It's got twenty six thousand miles on the clock. Uh, it's going to come with a year's MOT. They'll MOT it for you. The garage just selling that, and it's three thousand nine hundred pounds. I think, I think for three thousand nine hundred pounds, that is one of the absolute coolest cruiser motorcycles. It is possible to buy on the market right now a really stylish thing and the final one let me see if there's something that's really exciting oh there's a moto guzzi v35 from 1986 350cc but maybe that's a bit too brave for me i don't think i could buy an 80s guzzi um i did the v7s recently so i'm not going to do a v7 now what i'm going to do is oh look at this moto guzzi griso g-r-i-s-o moto guzzi griso 1100 cc bike from 2006 25,000 miles on the clock seems like guzzi always do that single circular headlamp it looks amazing this engine this bike looks like it's on steroids i've never 100 percent never seen one in my life one of the most unique looking motorbikes i have ever seen it's long it's muscular Moto Guzzi Grizo. I really genuinely highly suggest you go and have a look at these because 
That's one of the coolest looking bikes I've seen. I mean it. Wow, that could be brand new, that bike. It looks so good. And that's, that is the, that's Italian styling, isn't it? They just get it right. The Italians know how to style sublime looking machines. Right, I'll end it there. But have a look at that. Motoguzzi Grizzo 1100. Wow. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. I will see you in the next one. And I welcome, actually, any comments or input about Moto Guzzi because I found it absolutely fascinating people's reaction to it. Very good feedback on the bikes, atrocious feedback on customer service, after sales, um, and everything else apart from the bikes. Atrocious, absolutely awful. Thank you so much for listening. Have a brilliant day all, and I will speak to you in the next one. Mm-hmm.